Hello, everybody. It's one o'clock and it's Wednesday, and this is Chatting with Chap. And I'm Ginger Wade, your host, and I am so glad that you're here with me today. I have a lot of fun things to share with you today because it is Q&A day, which is always fun. I answer your questions that you've written in on my videos or that you've shared with us at chaponline.com on our contact form. So thank you for connecting with us in those ways, and hopefully I'll be answering your questions uh, to your satisfaction today. But I'm going to start with a few reminders. Uh, first of all, we have some conferences coming up. May 7th and 8th and May 14th and 15th. The first one at Spruce Lake and the second one at Woodcrest. And if you haven't checked them out, sprucelake.chaponline.com and woodcrest.chaponline.com is coming up soon. But I wanted to let you know that registration ends this Friday. Like as in two days from now this Friday. So it's coming up quick. That's online registration. That is for children's program and lunches. You certainly may come on the spot, but you can't sign up for children's program and you can't sign up for lunch on Saturday if you're just going to come at the door. So if you want those extra things to put on to your registration, get registered by this Friday because then registration online is closed. Okay, so um, I also wanted to mention there is no UCS at these events. People are asking about that too. We are not having, having a used curriculum sale at these events. The venues are just too small to be able to fit those in. Uh, we are considering possibilities of maybe having one at a different time. So um, keep your eye out for that. And there are other used curriculum sales around, so keep your eye out for those too. Okay, so last week we talked about special needs. Um, we had a bunch of guys on and people asking questions and stuff. And I just wanted to let you know, like at the end of that video, we had said that we'll finish it up. We'll do it again on the 28th. Well, it turns out it's not going to happen the 28th. I'm not even sure that I'll be able to do a show next Wednesday. Um, but I will get back together with Denise Phillips on May 5th, Cinco de Mayo, to finish up our discussion on special needs homeschooling and things like that. She is a wealth of information. It was really good to talk to her. I had two things I wanted to share in regards to that before I talked about our topic for the day. And one was spedhomeschool.com. If you're looking for special needs help, spedhomeschool.com is a great resource. You're going to want to check that out. And um, we were talking about in the video IEPs. Uh, kids with IEPs and um, the objectives being signed off. And I, I said I couldn't quite remember who it was. And I, I was right in the video. I'll just say it again here. There needs to be a certified special education teacher who signs off on your objectives, your learning objectives, for your student for the year if your child has an IEP. That's the only difference between um, a student without an IEP and a student with. So you still do the affidavit. Uh, you still have to write objectives, but if you, your child has an IEP, it needs to be signed off, uh, signed by a certified special education teacher. So I wanted to throw that in there in case anyone was waiting for an answer to that to that thought. So I'm going to jump into uh, a little um, time in the word. I just lost. Here we go. Okay, good. <laughs> um, a, a long time ago, Dee and I did an episode uh, about being enough. And you are enough. 
And when we were talking about that, we were talking about, Mom, you are the mom that you that God needed for your kids. Like, you are exactly where you need to be. You are with the people you need to be with. You have the, uh, the children that he planned for you to have. So, in that way, you are enough. But I've been thinking about it and doing some study lately and... Um, just overall in general, we're like not enough. <laughs> Did you realize that we're not enough? Because if we were enough, then we could solve all of our problems, right? And we could take care of everything. So I was thinking about that as I was reading Psalm 34. I'm going to read a few verses from here. Um, four through seven, I sought the Lord and he answered me. He delivered me from all my fears, right? We wouldn't have fears if we were enough. Those who look to him are radiant. Their faces are never covered with shame. This poor man called, and the Lord heard him. He saved him out of all his troubles. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him, and he delivers them. That is so awesome, because, you know, we do have fears, and we do, like, how are we going to get out of this situation? How are we going to deal with this? And, obviously, if we have those questions and thoughts, we're obviously not enough, because if we were enough, we wouldn't have those thoughts. So, we need Jesus. So, let's look at verse 9. From Psalm 34, fear the Lord, you his holy people, for those who fear him lack nothing. You lack nothing. If you fear the Lord, you lack nothing. And then verses 17 and 18, the righteous cry out and the Lord hears them. He delivers them from all their troubles. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. So if you're feeling crushed in spirit, God will save you. God will save you from that. Just go to him and seek him in prayer and for counsel and for wisdom. So did you notice in that scripture I read, it said the only people who lack nothing are those who fear the Lord because they're not relying on themselves. If, if we were relying on ourselves and we were thinking we were everything and we were enough, we'd be relying on our own strength. And that's, I mean... It's just not going to cut it. I mean, how many of you have, you know, burned out or hit the bottom or whatever? You're not enough. Another thing you need to remember is you do not need to be the answer to everyone's questions. And you do not need to be the answer to everyone's needs either. Not even your kids necessarily. I mean, you got to train your kids up to be able to function as adults on their own to take care of themselves, right? And sometimes they just got to figure it out. Sometimes they need to have a problem that mom doesn't answer. They need to work through it and find a solution. So in that way, moms, you don't have to have the answers to everything. And you don't have to always be the person who fills in for the other person who couldn't come because something came up with them. Okay? You don't have to be everything for everybody. So take rest in that. Uh, as I think about that, I there's so much going on in our lives. And it does feel like a lot. But remember from 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 9 and 10, God said, he said to me, my grace is sufficient to you. This is God talking to Paul. My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses in insults in hardships and persecutions and difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Now, I don't know about you, but there's been a number of difficulties going on in my neck of the woods for a year or so. Um, but where we are weak, he is strong. So just if you feel weak, if you feel um, 
super burdened, if you feel not adequate, God will fulfill what's lacking. So don't try to fulfill it yourself. Make sure you're relying on God to fulfill what's lacking. Very important. Um, Jesus is enough. And in him, you lack nothing. He completes you. So you have to remember that you don't have to shoulder this burden yourself. Like you don't hold on to the, you are enough. Like you have to have all the answers and you have to supply everything because that's a heavy burden. And what did Jesus say about burdens? He said, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. We're supposed to have rest. We're supposed to be resting in Jesus. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. How's your burden, moms? How's the burden? Is it like miring you down? Are you in a pit? I think maybe we put a lot of burden on ourselves. I know I do. And uh, we need to really remember to put on Jesus' yoke and rest in Jesus and be working on a relationship with him because without that and knowing that that he supplies everything that we are lacking, it's just too much. Everything's just too much. So shoulder, don't shoulder this massive burden on your own. Take on Jesus' yoke. That is, that's the only way to walk through each day and rely on his strength. Okay, so that was my little thought from, from my devotions this week. I have a few questions here that, um, that keep popping up either on our um, Facebook questions or email that comes in. So I'm just going to answer a few things and hopefully they will be helpful to you. So one mom asked, does it matter what results my child gets on the standardized test? Do you know what the wonderful answer is to that? No, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't matter. Um, you, you don't even have to, do you know that you don't even have to test at grade level? Like say you have a third grader, but your third grader is struggling and you're really concerned about them doing a third grade level test. Well, they don't have to do the third grade level test. They can do the second grade level test. We talked about that in our evaluator interviews a few weeks ago. So isn't that a breath of fresh air? The test does not have to be stressful. It's just something you got to do. And you know what? The evaluator is going to look at it, but they're not going to say, well, you only made the 20th percentile and whatever, therefore you cannot continue. That, that's, that's not the role of the evaluator. So the great thing is, yes, in third, fifth, and eighth grades, you do need to do testing, and you have to do it this year. Um, we're not exempt. But it's just, it's kind of like a, just so you can see, oh, well, that's what I figured. Or it can be a real boost for your children. If they do really well in testing, you can say, hey, look here, you're doing great. You know, be encouraged. That happened to one of my kids this year. She was so frustrated with the test. And, and when the grades came back, she was like, oh. And I was like, see? You know, you're doing well. So, um, but if it doesn't go well, it doesn't matter. And you can, as a mom, look at it and go, well, I shouldn't really surprise you. You should know where your kids are with their studies. Um, but don't stress over testing. Just whew, don't worry about it. Testing is nothing to stress about. Okay, the next question, we have people asking about how to become an evaluator. Uh, and I don't know that we talked about this in my evaluator video, but really, all you need 
to do to be an evaluator is either have a teaching certificate in Pennsylvania, be a licensed clinical psychologist, or have two or more years of grading in that age level, like grade school or high school. So like, take me. I do not have a teaching degree. I am not a licensed clinical psychologist. However, I've been grading for many years at both secondary and primary, which is elementary school levels. So I could become an evaluator if I wrote a letter to the superintendent and say, hey, these are my qualifications. I'd like to evaluate. And they say, oh, yeah, sure, that's great. Now, that is one instance where the school district has to say it's okay to be um, for you to be an evaluator like that. But for more information on that, I want you to go to our chat and with chat repository. I'm going to show you a link right here on Facebook and check out episode 87. Dee, Christy, and I talked about all things evaluator in that episode and from a few weeks ago when I talked to the evaluators. Lots of evaluator information there too. Uh, if you are thinking about becoming an evaluator, you might want to do it because there are a lot more people homeschooling this year and we are going to need more evaluators. So think it over. It would be a good thing to do. All right, another question that came in was, what's the private tutor law? So there's the homeschool law, which is what a lot of us are uh, working under. You file affidavit, the objectives, and that sort of thing. You do the evaluation at the end of the year. And then there's the private tutor law. The private tutor law is for people who have a Pennsylvania teacher's certificate. If you have a Pennsylvania teacher's certificate, you can homeschool your kids under the private tutor law, which is kind of vague. Uh, basically, you just kind of write a letter into the school district and say, hey, I'm going to tutor my kids. Here's my degree, and here's my background checks, and I'm good to go, and there you go. You don't have to do evaluations. You don't have to do testing. You don't have to do any of the stuff. But if you want to hear more details about it, I'm going to ask you to, I'm going to pop up the link again, go to our video repository, Chat and Witch App, episode 82. Okay, episode 82 will tell you all about the private tutor. It's very fascinating. So if you do have a teaching degree, you might want to consider going by that. Uh, very interesting stuff there. So next question was how do I connect with chap I've had lots of people connecting uh, wanting to know about membership uh, and how do I get information from you so obviously right here on Facebook is a great way to connect with videos every week there's lots of information here we have an e-news also if you go to chaponline.com under um, contact, you can sign up. You can subscribe for our e-news, which is an email that comes out once a month and gives you all kinds of articles and resources and information about the conferences and all those sorts of things. Ooh, you know what just popped into my head? I need to announce this. Take back on. All right, we're back on, and I'm closer to the Wi-Fi router. <laughs> so... Um, we have a scholarship for seniors, graduating seniors. So if you know a high school senior, we we give out a $1,000 scholarship and a $500 scholarship every single year. And um, so I encourage you to let people know so they can sign up and uh, fill out the essay for the um, CHAP scholarship this year. Sorry, I'm losing my phone here. Okay. So that was the one thing I wanted to say there about connecting with... Chap. Okay, and the next thing is compulsory age. 
So compulsory age, I get these questions all the time about the compulsory age and how to handle it. I'm not going to go into detail here because we're going a little bit long. But again, I'm going to put up our little link for on Facebook. Go to our Chatting with Chap repository, episode 89. 89 is all about compulsory age. And as you can tell, I've talked about a lot of this stuff, either by myself or with D. And so you can go out there. You should be going out there watching all the old Chat with Chap episodes. Ah, I just lost my phone. Um, because there's lots of great information there. Compulsory Age, episode 89. Okay. Someone wrote in and asked, I think this is my last question of the day, how long to keep papers after an evaluation? So you did your portfolios, you have your testing papers, you have your evaluator's letter. How long do I keep that? Well, I still have my son's papers who graduated into 2020, 2020. Um, so I think it's wise to keep senior high paperwork, diploma, transcripts, evaluator letters, at least until they're in college. But I would keep it for a while because if, if there's ever something they do where they need a background check and they need to see a diploma or things like that, that paperwork could come in really, really handy. Um, elementary stuff, I mean, you can toss it whenever you want. I do have a bin for each of my kids and, and they keep their portfolios in there and then I go through it with them and they decide if they want to keep it or toss things. Um, but important papers like evaluator letters, transcripts, um, testing sheets, you might just want to keep those things around. I would, I would say to keep around for a little while until your kids are graduated. But all the little papers, every single scrap, no. Get rid of it. Your house will be full of paper. Oh, my goodness. Have a bonfire. Um, and roast some marshmallows for your party over your paper. <laughs> papers that you don't need. Get all your samples for your portfolio and burn everything else because, you know, some kids like to go look through their portfolios, but a lot of kids don't. So there's no need to keep all those things. Just keep those important things on file somewhere until your kids graduate and a few years after, I think would be a good idea. So... All right, that wraps things up for today. Uh, thank you for hanging in with me on that uh, Wi-Fi blip we had. And I uh, just wanted to, again, remind you that sign-ups for the, the conferences, two more days online in order to get children's program and lunch. You can come straight to the door if you want. Uh, we would love to see you all there. And I'm going to pop up my little, there we go, the little link to the chat videos, please, please, please. Go check out the chat video repository. There's so much information there, guys, and you won't regret watching those videos. It's so helpful. So thank you for tuning in today. Again, comments below if you have any questions. I'd love to answer your questions. Send them in. If you're listening on the podcast, please go to chaponline.com under contact and send in on our contact form. Send in your questions, and we will answer them. May 5th is part two of our special needs learner discussion. So thanks for tuning in with me today. I'm glad to have chatted with you. Have a great Wednesday. Bye-bye.